0: Welcome to another episode of Breaking Mayberry, colon, Bottle Episodes, the greatest entertainment podcast making fun of baby boomer television in the world. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Marty Schneider. I'm that other host, Dan Ludwig. And with us today, our special guest for this journey through geniedom is an absolute treasure. We've had her on the show. She is a writer, she's a web series executive producer, and personal assistant to Genevieve the dog, Georgiana Lipsitz. I'm so happy you're here. I
1: <laughs> You have joined the elite people we have had on the show two times. Wow. Which I think is like you and one other guy. Wow. It's
0: It's like the uh the SNL five timers club. Uh except not nearly as exclusive and uh you don't get to hang out with Alec Baldwin. Fine cuz he sucks.
2: Who's in the five member club?
0: So you got Alec Baldwin, uh mm-hmm. Steve Martin, Justin Timberlake, Candice Bergen, I think Emma Stone
2: uh, is in there. Who There's is only Candace like two- Bergen?
0: Murphy Brown.
2: Who is... Mur- no, I'm kidding. I've, like, heard of Murphy Brown, but I've never seen it.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm in the same it's in the I know dice. that she's... A- I-, I know she's important, but I don't... I-, I can't picture her face. Is she a doctor? Uh,
0: Tom Hanks? No, Mur- Murphy Brown is uh, about a female news
1: anchor. And she had a kid.
2: Oh, yeah! I've written articles yeah. about this for clickbait before.
1: Also, I think Alec Baldwin has been on SNL, like, 15 times. I think they just have to, like, regularly chase him away from the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like whenever, yeah. whenever his career starts to lull, he just starts trying to fight his way onto the set. Oh,
0: wow. Uh, see, I'm looking at it. A- Alec Baldwin has hosted 16 times. <laughs> uh, John Goodman has hosted 12 times. Walken Christopher Walken associated seven times. This isn't that interesting. Yeah, um, you can move so on it's
1: play. like that with us, but instead of it being like a, a a testament to your like acting abilities, it's a testament to the fact that we remember your name multiple times a month. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the two timers club. Woo! Madonna, you two timer. I'm number um,
2: two. I'm number two. Um, I think. It's all right. IT. So.
0: So we are, of course, going through I Dream of Genie. This one, we're doing guest choice. We'll get back to Andy Griffith eventually for the handful of people that watch this show and get really angry whenever we do non-Andy Griffith episodes. Who I Who is understand one guy? I don't understand. Um, so today we are doing season two, episode 23, the greatest entertainer in the world.
1: Hicked by Jordana, and I think we should say up top, an absolute banger in terms of complete insanity one of the most bug fuck things i've ever seen like it, it, i'm sorry term- what bug fuck yeah bug this, fuck this is
2: B-U-G. Bug f-
1: F-U-C-K. F-U-C-K. Great. Yeah, okay F-U-C-K. go on so <laughs> like so crazy that you fuck bugs in terms of like what
0: the fuck per minute uh this is definitely one of the highest things i've ever seen originally airs february 27th written by sydney sheldon directed by claudio guzman Uh, Jordana, why did you pick this episode?
2: Because I'm a big Jew, but um, I am, and I love a convert, which is what Sammy Davis Jr. was, who is the uh, cameo in this episode. Yes. Yes. Guys in the audience in the future, Mm -hmm. listener audience, I didn't know much about Sammy Davis Jr. before this episode, and I am obsessed with Sammy Davis Jr. now.
1: Would what a die guy, sammy davis jr <sighs> anyway i swear to god i would do a cult for just sammy davis uh, jr i like, you know what the only thing i really is?
0: knew about sammy davis jr were people doing sammy davis jr impressions hey baby you're beautiful eh? and uh huh. now that, I, now huh. that i've that seen yet. him like perform and do stuff on this those impressions suck shit they don't make yeah. like, any sense but like well, like they, they don't give me really any context other than like he's a he's a one-eyed uh like jazz singer who smokes a cigar. Uh. And honestly, the impressions always play up the one eye way more than he than it actually uh is in real life. I didn't life. even notice he had
2: one eye. He has yeah, a eyeball like a glass he, eye. That's the word. He's
0: got a glass eye.
1: Um,
2: oh, okay.
1: That's a yeah. pretty good glass eye. He has
2: one yeah. eyeball and one glass eye. <laughs> That makes him so much cooler. I too Damn am it. a
0: am, am a big old Jew.
2: Oh, Marty, I always forget. Shalom, my brother. Um, anyway,
0: uh, Mazzeltov. <laughs> um, but I too am a big old Jew, and I that was kind of my reference point. Was Sammy Davis Jr. was always like the like one other Black Jew besides Lenny Kravitz that you can always point to. <laughs> uh <laughs> and the the one that my grandmother absolutely adores uh, you know
2: can i share with you guys a tale that i learned about his eye and his oh, his yeah. conversion to judaism
1: okay. are they connected
2: yeah like like his oh. eye is
1: related to his conversion to judaism yeah let's drop that yeah let's bro go. okay yeah, please tell me
2: so here's the story here's the he's the here's the tea um he dropping the tea on <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. But it's not tea because I like people knew it. Um okay, so he was raised like by his like Christian parents. His dad was like a huge entertainer. They traveled around the world. Maybe not the world. They traveled around the country. Anyway, um <laughs> they traveled.
0: Sa- Sammy Davis Sr.
2: Sammy Yes, Sammy Davis Sr. <laughs> you guys have to read like the full biography of his life because it is an entertainer from beginning to end. It's truly amazing. <laughs>
1: Um, From the little bit I know about Sandy Davis Jr., I have no doubt in my mind that every single moment of his life was fucking intense. Yeah.
2: Anyway, all right. Um, tell us about Sandy Davis Jr. Right, okay, missing so eye. he got in a car accident, which is where he lost his eye, and then he was in the hospital because it was a pretty bad car accident, and he had this Jewish friend. I want to say his last name is Conan Cohen, but I could just be surmising because you know, it's a common yeah. Jewish name. Anyway.
0: Just just going through the list of Jewish names and picking one, that sounds fine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Uh, you know, Cohen, Davis, Jewish names. So he talks to him about Judaism and Sammy Davis Jr. realizes oh, how much like the African-American experience and Judaism, like the stories in Judaism are like pretty similar. He feels that way. And the interesting thing about that is that like, the jewish people like there's a lot of stuff that's like historically like that's not actually what happened so it's like funny but sure yeah
0: i do know that that is something that is big in uh african-american almost evangelical communities Mm -hmm. uh, is the book of exodus they are Mm -hmm. they are about as into the book of exodus as uh the jews are for obvious reasons it's Um, a good book you know solid book solid story all around (laughs) bestseller Really, the best book out of that collection of books, I'm just gonna say. <laughs> like, huh. Either oh. version.
2: Okay, honestly, I enjoyed Genesis a little more because there's a lot of, like, dirty stories, but.
0: Oh, there's some weird shit there, too. I like it. But... I'm a
2: big fan. I love the beginning. Okay. <laughs> Genesis is nasty. A Bible segue. Um, anyway, Sammy James Jr., like. I think that was the end, actually. It's just he found Judaism, and and then he converted, and it was, like, really
1: beautiful. Ah! Sammy Davis Jr. was a black man in the 60s with how hard that was, and then he said, I find Judaism so emotionally resonant, I'm going to make my life significantly harder (laughs) by by becoming Jewish also. Like, I'm going to really kick this adversity up a notch Mm. because of my emotional connection to this people. Wow. Yeah. uh... Fucking rules.
0: Why are we talking so much about Sammy Davis Jr.? Because here is the one-sentence summary of this episode from Wikipedia.
1: Elegant transition. Mm -hmm.
0: Tony needs Sammy Davis Jr. to entertain for General Peterson's 10th anniversary at NASA, but he is previously booked. Genie comes to the rescue by creating a duplicate of Sammy.
1: Oh, that's the end of the fucking episode, Wikipedia. Okay. Damn it.
0: I... I have some thoughts about why these Wikipedia one-sentence summaries are always so a little off. And we'll get to it when I think we get to the cloning. But, Ugh, um, God. Uh, let's God. So let's go ahead and just, Let's go ahead and start this John off. Uh, Ugh, beautiful
2: word. Thank you.
0: Jeannie is at the house and she's magically, like, beating a rug while she's just, like, hanging out reading a magazine.
2: Inside? Why is she hanging
0: yeah. it Inside?
1: <laughs> It is very clearly not his rug because as soon as there's any noise, she makes it disappear. So, like, it wasn't actually serving any purpose whatsoever. She just wanted to hit a rug a little bit. <laughs> it's her rug. It's the rug she keeps inside the bottle. It's her equivalent of playing a game boy. Does she go
2: Listen. back in the bottle?
0: Yeah, she's she's got like a whole lounge there. That's her room. Oh. That's her she. Shed. Yeah, it's like her apartment. They didn't That's her show she it shed. in this
2: episode, but I remember that yeah. from when I watched. This like vaguely as a child. On Actually, let's let's TV ask that then. Jordana.
0: What is what is your experience oh, yeah. with this show with I Dream a Genie?
2: Yeah, I don't know. It was just like on TV. I don't know. I watched it. I watched TV a lot. You know, TV. Yeah. TV raised me, baby.
0: Good. All right. Simple.
1: Simple and clean.
2: Thank
0: All you. Right. No, no,
1: no, no. Okay. When you were a kid, what was your impression of I Dream a Genie?
2: Into it, not into it. Thought it was weird. Thought it ruled. I think I really liked it because I really liked the genie outfit. But now I'm like, why? Why was a blonde woman the genie? I mean, at the very least, they could have gone... Ugh. I don't... Like, Raquel Welch or something, at least. A brunette? Uh, Yeah, at least a brunette. They they actually actually
0: did not not want to have a blonde genie. They wanted, uh... In the original casting call, it was specifically not blonde, because they didn't want that, because NBC had a blonde witch on Bewitched. Oh. And they thought that it was going to be too close. So basically, Barbara Eden punched and kicked her way into the role because wow, cool. uh, they did not want her.
1: Um, she cool. empowered her way all to all the way to racism. <laughs> <laughs> Girl power.
0: So, so yeah. So Genie so is beating her rug, the rug that really ties the bottle together. Um... <laughs> So she's just hanging there, beating a rug,
1: and, uh, that's not a euphemism. Uh, there's a, there's a knock at the door. Actually, that would be a great euphemism for masturbation. That should probably get absorbed into the lexicon. Kids, use that one from now on. Uh, so she makes the rug disappear. Hashtag beating the rug? Hashtag beating the rug.
2: Oh, boy.
0: (laughs) Tweet at Ron Howard with... (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, I get that.
0: Deep, deep cut for, deep cut for our longtime listeners. Uh... Enter Major Healy, uh, who is uh, Tony's best friend, who is one of the few people who's totally in on the on the thing and knows a genie is a genie. Uh, I mean,
1: he's one of three people on this show. Like right. it is not a big cast. So he's, just, he's the other guy. So Healy
0: is uh, wants to talk to Tony, but Tony's still in bed or he's getting ready, uh, and Healy's got to take care of the entertainment committee. Uh, for the general's like ten year,
1: twenty year uh service anniversary. So he for their refers boss. to it as his anniversary of being a general, which does not sound real.
2: Well, I definitely thought it was a birthday, even though I watched the episode literally twice. It's so vague that you're
1: not like they probably said birthday at some point because they were not trying.
0: It's a big celebration for the general, for which there needs to be some entertainment. And Jeannie, I want you to bear in mind that for this entire episode all of this is because genie volunteered for this Mm. for no reason basically genie says tony can do it tony can take care of the entertainment we can put uh tony onto the onto the entertainment committee
2: i should have written it down but she says something that's like what if another genie's master did it what
1: if a so, yeah, yeah, she says, okay, so when Roger was like, why do you want Tony to be in charge of the entertainment committee? She was like, well, what if another genie's master did? <sighs> he's He was like, yeah, which is insane because that indicates that genie thinks that there's just like, every dude has one of her. Oh,
2: see, I took and, it a little darker. I was thinking that I was like, the joke is that like, men and women, like. When they're in a mm. married couple, the man has a genie oh. who is his wife. Oh, oh, oh! Genie
0: oh, thinks genie thinks that all women are
2: genie. Yeah, all women are genies. We're all white, wa- like the, that's what she thinks the relationship is because that's what she sees. And and it's a joke for the audience. They're like, hehe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I sure am the master to my wife. Yeah. Wife's
0: genie.
2: Oh god, it makes me feel so sick. <laughs>
1: This, yeah. is,
0: this is something that is interesting. So you picked an episode from season two. Since we're kind of bouncing around uh, with this miniseries, we're not watching a whole lot of development, but it really seems like uh, Jeannie is a dumb, sexy baby in the <coughs> earlier seasons. Yeah, okay. And she kind of becomes more of a person with, like, opinions and an attitude later on towards the end okay. in, like, seasons three and four. But yeah, she's definitely in kind of, like, sexy baby mode in this in this early season well, and i do not I, like it i do this, not care
1: <laughs> for. It. in this episode her stupid babyness is directly tied to her middle easternness like she she's like i don't know how to use a fork and knife what is that like some kind of camel like it's always oh my God. like sh- like, she's always stupid directly in relation to her being from the Middle East. Oh. So in addition to being, like, a born sexy yesterday thing, it's also deeply tied to racism. It's so bad.
0: So, so <laughs> Roger is like, listen, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense for uh, Tony to be on this. Uh, it doesn't matter if another genie's master does this it. it's not a thing <laughs>
1: oh so uh, he does not want this because every precedent shows that he does not want anything really
0: yeah so bear in mind all of this is genie's fault she volunteered him for this for no reason and then she threatens again we're still not quite sure what genie's power set is and what limit she has but she threatens that if major nelson if tony does not join the committee uh and put in charge of the committee Then on the night of the party, there will be a hurricane, a tidal wave, and a typhoon all at once. Jeannie threatens to level a city.
1: Yeah. She basically threatens to detonate a nuclear bomb in Cape Canaveral if she does not get her way. And it's not like a, like, wink-wink nudge. Like, it's not like a funny joke where there's a laugh track. Jeannie just, like, looks at him and she's like, I'll fucking kill Everybody, if you don't do this for me right now, so that my boyfriend can have this job
0: that he doesn't want or know about,
1: yeah. (laughs) And I can't emphasize this enough don't tell him about it because, again, I will kill everybody. If you tell him about it, he'll be so mad about this thing I think he wants to do again. I will slaughter thousands in the name of this goal. Genie threatens terrorism this episode. In the first minute. We have not even gotten to the credits yet. For this threat alone, Genie should be tried in the Hague. <laughs> She's a vi- she threatens to violate the Geneva Convention.
2: She's probably, well, it's that's the-, the issue, I guess. She's always going too big or too <laughs> small because she doesn't understand how the world works yeah she doesn't understand genie and her
1: war crimes (laughs) she
2: doesn't understand Uh, good or evil is she good or evil
1: oh oh genie is
0: true chaotic neutral okay if we're doing an alignment chart here yeah she's
1: chaotic neutral 100 if i was tony the thing i would have done by now is i would have sat her down and i probably would have like put up on a big whiteboard the words actions and consequences and then i would have just pointed to them in rapid succession for like 45 minutes and just see to, uh, seen if that took at all because she very much does not seem to understand that doing things results in things i don't understand
0: why she insists that tony doesn't know that he's been volunteered for this
1: no yeah does, she's like he'll fucking hate this that I did this he's gonna be so mad and unhappy immediately I hope he loves it
0: so she wants she wants Tony to find out when he gets to work so yeah Tony walks out in his like little red bathrobe that's adorable he looks like a Ken doll it's hilarious <laughs> uh, very cute. And he's like hey Roger sorry I'm late I overslept and Roger's like yeah you know what dude you should have stayed in bed uh, and then there's again a very weird like Cut. uh It freezes right as he's like turning his head, so it's like super blurry. And then doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. fade to commercial. Come back to commercial. We are treated to approximately forty-five seconds of stock footage of jets flying, while the most inappropriate, like mod squad kind of like jazz lounge music plays in the background. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. And then there's just all of this is just to like set up a clip of Tony getting out of a jet. To remind you that he is in fact a pilot, but he has no bearing on anything. And then he just walks into his office out of the jet. Is he
2: a That's pilot it.
1: or an astronaut?
0: Well, well, most astronauts start as pilots, so...
1: No, but they think astronauts fly jets just around. Huh. They totally do not understand what an astronaut is at this point. They, I think, they might think that you can fly a jet to space. Hmm. I, th- I,
2: mean, That is my
1: strong suspicion at this point, is I, that they think that's something you can aren't
2: do. Aren't we all in space, man? I
1: mean, Yes, yes. Yeah. Technically, we are all in space. D- you got us there. Okay. We are technically in space right now, and therefore, yes, you can fly a jet into space. I guess. Checkmate Jordana.
0: Thanks for that fucking stoner logic. Damn yeah. it
1: put one up on the board for jordana absolutely dominating our conventional thoughts about space travel
0: so all of this was just a foil to get him to his office and and explain why he's wearing a giant orange nasa like jumpsuit pajamas for that's it and so back at the base they're talking to uh major bellows roger and tony are talking about it bellows uh say, thanks him for heading up the committee uh and tony's like what committee what What? why how am i doing this
1: because he, he hasn't been given any heads up so he's like oh hey cool i'm bewildered and upset you know like because of course he is because it's horrible to find out that you had a you have a job that you didn't know you had a second ago it's probably like the worst feeling in adult life we Um, should
0: point out that right before tony got there roger and bellows were talking and roger at basically at gunpoint from genie had to suggest to bellows that tony be put onto the committee and bellows was like why he doesn't he, he doesn't want to do that and roger had to make up a lie that says oh yeah uh Tony knows all sorts of people in show business. He's got lots of connections. He'll be able to get us a great entertainer. And Bella's is like, okay, well, I was just going to ask, like, the Marine Corps band or, like, some local people to do it. But if Tony's got those great connections, sure, why not? <laughs> and, this is, and Tony comes in. Bella's is like, thanks for doing this. Don't fuck it up.
1: Bye. <laughs> can, honestly, can you imagine a worse hell than this exact moment? Because I kind of can't. Like, hey, welcome to work. Congratulations about that committee that you didn't know you were on. Hope you enjoy some piping hot responsibility. Like, I would just immediately walk into the ocean. What's the, like, modern day equivalent? The modern day equivalent of this would be if you, like, got
0: to work and uh, found out that your boss's boss's boss was expecting you to bring Josh Groban to dinner. You know? Like, yeah. that's that's what would happen. If you got to work and they were like, by the way, if you can't get me... Harry Connick Jr., you're fired.
2: <laughs> oh, wait, because they're both, like, crooners?
0: Nora <laughs> yeah. Jones better be at our next banquet, dickhead. So here's
2: the interesting even... thing. I feel like crooners were... hmm. Okay, so now no. it's like our your action hero is the one that we're so interested in, but I feel like then it was those guys.
1: The, the, this is not translating, because it is the equivalent of, like, hey... Are you gonna get Ariana Grande to come to our potluck or what? Uh-huh.
2: Was was Sammy Davis Jr. Ariana Grande level at this yes, point? Yes, dude. I, okay. I was. I was. As I Wikipediaed, I learned yeah. that he was like Beyonce. They literally called him Beyonce. I was saying that as a joke, but like, I am sorry, Beyonce. Beyonce, I, I'm, I'm, the I'm only saying entertainer. You don't
1: want to offend Beyonce. in the world. We don't need. Which that is kind what of they thing. call her. Frank Sinatra could come into your home in this time period, cut off your, the heads of your entire family, and you'd thank him. Like, uh, they were living gods at this point. The Rat Pack. Yeah, the Rat Pack. See, I, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only saying that They could burn down cities if they wanted to.
0: I'm only asking because, like, the Rat Pack's height was the late 50s, early 60s. Ocean's Eleven comes out in 1960. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. kind of had his own show in, like, 65, 66. And according to Wikipedia, Davis's career slowed down in the late sixties and then he came back with the Candyman in nineteen seventy two. So this is nineteen sixty-seven, you know, I'm just thinking like how big of a get Sammy Davis Jr. was to show up on I Dream of Genie. Like, was this kind of was this in kind of a lull in his career when he could show up on network sitcoms? I mean, uh, in within between major, me. in between major records or whatever. Because again, just think about how bad shit it is that this giant name is on network TV. If we're and like, it would be like uh, I don't know, Beyonce showing up on an episode of Modern Family. Hold on,
2: counterpoint. But he wasn't just like, yeah, there's a lull in his like recording career, but I feel like he was at the Coca Cabana. Right, right, he was doing, like, lounge
0: shows in Vegas. And that's his whole
2: thing, is that he worked, he, this, this episode was very, it's kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek, we will find out, because he was known to work really, really hard and not stop working to the point that it was not healthy. People thought he would have breakdowns and stuff. A real Jew! Anyway. So, yeah. (laughs)
0: So, we'll, we'll, we'll get into, into that in a second. So, Tony objects healy makes a joke here that i do not understand so as tony's objecting and major bella's like yeah it's great you've got all those connections in show business and tony says something like what are you talking about i don't have any connections in show business and healy says that's right most of them are married
1: yeah i don't get that what what a single connection
0: in
2: show business, oh. it's a solid oh.
0: wow. Tony says I don't have a single connection. Sydney most Sheldon. Most of them are married. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's actually kind of clever. Good job, that's Dan. Pretty good.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, it's solid. It's it's subtle. Is
2: um, the writer is Sydney which, Sheldon? That is the name. I
0: yes. Okay. Yes, he wrote uh, he like he, he created the show, and he wrote like most of these episodes.
2: Also oh, a okay. Jew. Just saying. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, go on.
1: You probably listen, you don't want to take too much credit for this show on behalf of your people. Uh this the pretty racist. Oh, good point.
0: It, it also wasn't that difficult to find a Jew creating a television <laughs> show in 1967. <laughs> uh, and, It's not...
2: You know, I just like to shout out You don't get bonus points
0: for
1: that.
2: I just like to shout them out. I hear about them. I'm like, that's one of ours. Even if it's a bad person, like Jared Kushner.
1: Whenever Jared Kushner is mentioned, Jordana just yells, like, that's ours. Sorry. Sorry. You know,
0: the, the nice thing about being a Jew is if there's ever a lull in the conversation, like you don't know, like, what to talk to your grandma about, you can always just say, you know who else is Jewish? (laughs) <laughs> Harrison Ford
2: A quarter Jewish what? Not too shabby A quarter
0: Jewish Yeah Wait Harrison yeah. Ford is Jewish? A quarter Jewish Not yeah. too shabby So because of that I've had to Google Like just If I'm visiting my grandma I could be like I gotta have some names At the top of my head
2: <laughs> Wait in, is this real?
0: You type in list of Jews And then you gotta be careful With that Because there's only Two <laughs> kinds of people That keep lists of Jews One is Jews <laughs> The other is People who really 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 Don't like Jews And those are the only two people that keep lists of Jews, so you gotta be careful with your search results there. Incognito mode, Wikipedia, list of famous
1: Jews. I mean, the tough place you get into is that the anti-Semites are taking, keeping much more meticulous records, like they have names.
0: Than my grandmother?
1: I think not. I think not,
0: sir.
2: Oh my god. You gotta
1: understand that all the
0: my grandmother and her friends do is play Mahjong and come up with a list of famous Jews oh all God. day. Grandma
2: Schneider and, and... has an afrenda of <laughs> Jewish <laughs> celebrities.
1: Can you give me one more like, surprise Jewish person, just like, for the road? Paul Rudd. So anyway, of course Tony figures out- scene two! Tony figures out, ah,
0: shit, Jeannie did this. Oh, there's also a little bit here, uh, where Roger and Tony are talking about it and, uh, Roger says, well, there's no problem. Jeannie can help. Jeannie's probably got all sorts of connections in the show business. Tony points out accurately that all of Jeannie's connections are 2,000 years old. And that, you know, her connections will always be like, I don't know, William Shakespeare will show up. And then Ben-Hur will lead a chariot race. And then a bubble pops up, like a thought bubble above Roger's head where he imagines a chariot race and then he gets really into it like cool after ben hur we can have some gladiators that's a whole that's a whole chick right there he gets really into it yeah
2: uh, and that's, that's he's funny a I, human. Like that. uh, I like that
0: i like that part is ben
2: hur a real person
0: i think ben hur is a like collective idea of people i think right. ben hur is a lo- is a lot of different people
2: okay i mean i've seen the film yeah. in catholic school but uh <laughs> didn't know yeah. if he was a real Like, an actual human.
1: Yeah, they establish that Genie can either A, create life, (laughs) or B, bring people back from the dead, or C, warp human beings through time to bring them to the modern day world. Genie is God. She can rip human beings through time and space and reality and mortality.
0: There's an entire episode, and I don't know if we're gonna get to it, but there's an entire episode where they're in Hawaii- and genie brings king kamehameha back into the modern day and the first thing king kamehameha does is go this sucks i'm going (laughs) to take hawaii back from these white people
2: whoa that is racist (laughs) what a weird episode it's It's a weird episode
1: (laughs) the the revolution of hawaii gets foiled because all the hawaiians get too horny it's um it's it's pretty bad
0: it's very weird uh uh King Kamehameha is played by a very Italian man who also happened to be Barbara Eden's husband. Huh. Um, so, all right, so back at the base. So they two. For some reason, so they just look at the at the newspaper and it's just as like, Sammy Davis Jr. playing two shows a night in Miami. And Tony says, oh, it'd be great if we could get Sammy Davis Jr. And I, this man doesn't understand the gift he's been given. Literally, all he has to say is, I wish Sammy Davis Jr. would play at the General's party. That's all he has to say. And the episode is done. Instead, yeah. <laughs> and instead. Like, I'm going to
1: drive to Miami.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's also a little bit. So they're back at the house and uh, Jeannie does more sexy baby stuff where she's like, of course I have connections in show business i know hundreds of people in in show business thousands of people in show business what's What's show business what's what's show business (laughs) oh it's so so bad creepy so and of course she does say look i can bring in ben Hur, and uh i can get cleopatra's crew or whatever uh it's so it's so annoying so dumb roger leaves the house there's more of this weird like bdsm uh like
1: relationship
0: where what she's like
1: fetish is this for because it is it has to be like creepy dudes who are like I want a woman that's a dumb sexy baby but also she's a living god who can crush me with just a thought
2: yeah that's you, my that's what gets
1: me off I, I,
0: I, and and she, and she says like are you very angry at me master <sighs> Ooh,
2: god.
0: and it's such a weird line and i'm just like that's a fucking line that's a yeah. line you. That's a line that you say right before yeah. someone gets fucked.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so interesting thing here. Um, I wrote in my phone notes that I I realized at the time, and also I'm re-realizing as I'm rereading it again, that <laughs> when I am like in a a situation where I feel like I have wronged someone, I act just like Genie. And I was what? like, is this what TV taught me to do? Did Jeannie teach me how to behave? How much of it did I actually, like, take in? I don't know. It was really... It was a little scary okay. for me.
1: Marty, park the episode, like... Yeah, we don't have time to unpack all of that. Yeah, but, but we're but gonna we unpack should unpack something. it a little. Can we... Jordana? can you give us an example, please?
2: Okay. Um, I don't know. It's just, like, if... I feel like I've offended someone. I, like, I go, oh, I'm sorry. And I, like, act, like, I fucking roll over in a way that I felt was matching to this woman. And I think, and it feels like it's, like, a submissive thing. Because, like, women are, in this show, for sure, told that being, like, submissive but also, like, creepily dominant is, like, oh, really creeped out, guys.
1: <laughs> no, so, like, that actually kind of tracks because, like, Every single episode we've watched has had Barbara Eden basically go like, I'm sorry that I'm a stupid idiot who fucked up your life. Uh However, can I repay you? Like, it has, like, at minimum, like, two Barbara Eden apologies per episode. Or, or, it's another way around
0: where she gives, like, a sarcastic, I'm sorry, but it's like, I completely intended to do this you fucker mm. all of this was all of this was me doing this to you it's a weird fuck up relationship it's
2: very battle of the sexes
0: we are having uh i'm in talks right now for our next guest to come on an actual sex therapist Ooh. With, a,
1: with
0: with a history in uh, a phd in human sexuality who is probably going to have some real interesting shit to say
1: right. so. we're going to put this to bed once and for all whether or not this is a sexually progressive show or deeply regressive because it's
0: the That's answer's going to be both. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Hey, like, so many things, you know. Ugh.
0: So they talk about getting Sammy Davis Jr. They're back at the base. Uh, this, this like, house-base, house-base thing gets really confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Tony says that he's going to go to Miami to try to get Sammy Davis Jr. He's not going to tell Jeannie, because he's worried Jeannie will screw it up. But he's like, all right, I'm going to leave work early. I'm going to go to Miami. Uh, and he leaves. Major Bellows comes in and then roger does not cover for him at all roger's just like oh yeah he went to miami to try to get sammy davis jr but apparently he says that word try like real small because bellows is just like oh my god sammy davis jr will be here that's the general's favorite performer oh my god i'm so glad that for sure major nelson is going to have sammy davis jr it's not like he's going there to ask I'm just assuming that Sammy Davis Jr. has already agreed. No one correct me on this.
1: (laughs) I'm loading a gun, and if Sammy Davis Jr. isn't here on Friday, I'm killing us all. Uh. That's the (laughs) level of commitment. Uh, Yeah, the decisions made up until this point have all been consistently insane. Like, Genie made an insane decision to get Tony into the situation. Tony's decision to not use Genie to get out of the situation is completely insane. D- Major Bellows, like, locking them into one of the most famous people in the world to perform, I, I really can't emphasize this enough, uh, like, a dinner is also insane. So, it's just like a fucking house of cards of nightmare logic that doesn't make any fucking sense and then tony goes to miami before that he tricks Jeannie. oh yeah he moves the clock forward
0: so that she thinks it's 10 o'clock and he's getting ready for bed remember they're not in a relationship at this point they sleep in separate rooms they're mostly they're they're really like like horny roommates
2: does she sleep in her lamp
0: she sleeps in her lamp yeah well apparently she doesn't sleep at all in this episode (laughs) She just uh, fucking
1: stares at his door while he's unconscious, like a fucking house cat. But he's like, not a house unconscious. Cat. Yeah, but she just, like, watches his door. This honestly feels like a fucking horror movie, this scene. Tony Tony moves the clock forward. He tells Jeannie he's
0: going to bed because it's 10 o'clock. And she's like, I thought it was only 8. My hourglass must be slow. Ha oh. ha, <sighs> uh-huh, it's, that, that's the joke. It's a living, ha! Yeah, <laughs> fucking Flintstones-ass joke. So, Tony pretends to go to sleep. Dan, Dan, you have in your notes that he, like, pulls off his pajama pants and he's wearing little shorts for some
1: reason? <laughs> Why is he wearing little shorts? I
0: thought that, too. I thought that, too. <laughs> and then I, the, the second time I watched it, he's wearing pants, but he's got his pant legs rolled up to the knee so that they would, like, wouldn't show underneath his pajama robe.
1: Oh, that yeah. makes sense. But it,
0: but it does look like he's wearing tiny little shorts.
1: Like, just uh, little shorts. No, alright, so this is, like... This is a thing that you would have to do in a nightmare world, like where you have to like move your clock forward and sneak out of your window to escape like a monster that dominates your life. In your own home, because she's sitting
0: outside in a chair watching your bedroom door.
1: Yeah. Supposedly all night. Yeah, no, just stares at you. Like every time like every time Tony has to go pee, like Jeannie's there watching, commenting on it, offering to magically drain all the piss from his bladder <laughs>
2: every single night. Did he seem then, surprised though? Like when she when he opens the gate or the door, I felt like he was surprised that she was there. So has he yeah, just not yeah. known that she's there?
0: either a he didn't know that like Jeannie watches his door every night or Mm -hmm. b this is something out of character and Jeannie doesn't watch the the door every night but she's doing it this night for
1: some reason i don't know again this sounds hellish like both of these options sound horrible of like oh i guess tonight my omnipotent girlfriend is (laughs) watching my door Cool, love it. This is a thing that happens sometimes now. Wonderful that it's unpredictable. Or he doesn't know that, and he's discovering that this is his life. So, so he drives down to Miami. The
0: next scene, uh, we are at Dan. You say it's a recording studio. I think it's like his like penthouse suite, and they're just yeah. He's at like a penthouse room at the hotel or whatever. He's playing. He's got his musicians with him, uh, and he's rehearsing. He's practicing. His manager and his piano player tell him, you've been rehearsing for hours, man. You need to stop. You need to get some sleep uh, because you're going to have a nervous breakdown. Bear that in mind because it's going to come in handy later. Uh, Sammy's being kind of fussy about it. He's like, no, no, no. We're going to do it right. We're going to get it perfect. We're going to keep practicing because I'm Sammy Davis Jr., babe. Then this Tony just comes in while uh, (laughs) Sammy's doing the girl from Ipanema. Uh, which is a weird fucking song. I didn't realize how weird that song is.
2: Yeah, I never really listened to the lyrics until I. This. This viewing of it.
0: Apparently, like, pop music and lounge music at the time, you would just, like, add exclamations and just, like, not quite scat, but just, like, well, a little bit of scat. Kind of like how uh, modern day hip hop songs have just, like, ad libs in there. Uh Sammy Davis Jr. would just be like, here's the verse. Boom, chicka boom, chicka boom,
1: here's another line. Boom, chicka boom, chicka boom. Yeah, no, he just like, when he's doing the the song at the end, he just like inserts like a Western quote in there, completely unrelated.
0: Some very odd ad libs that I absolutely love. Uh but yeah, he's just he's just prancing he's just wandering around his room singing the girlfriend Panema, and then Tony just walks in like There was nothing about how he got there. There was nothing about, like...
1: He had to get past the doorman or or whatever? Like, did he just
0: walk in and say, hey, I'd like to talk to Sammy Davis Jr.? Except, except, something's gonna make... That'll make a little more sense in a second. So he walks in, the manager stops him and is like, hey, Sammy can't talk to you. He's rehearsing right now. Can we... What? Can I do something for you? I'm the manager.
1: Everyone is being so friendly and helpful. Like... Honestly, Sammy Davis Jr.'s crew, premium crew, great crew, like yeah. all cool guys. I'd love to hang out with Sammy Davis Jr.'s crew. So, I want to hang out. With oh
2: my Sammy god! Davis Can we guys that dance? His dancing like reignited, reignited. Oh my love god! And god. Thing. Yeah, no, Can same
0: we... here. Wait, Hang on, no. Can we? I think no, no, Dan. You don't want to talk Dan. about our loins rustling for Sammy Davis for Jr. Sammy Jr.? Davis Jr.? This is a, this is a very horny <laughs> for Sammy Davis Jr.
1: episode. Listen, halfway through the at this at this exact scene, Sammy Davis Jr. could have turned to the screen and just said, "Kill for me, go out and spill blood in my name," and I would have just been like, "All right, well, time <laughs> to go do that." I guess he was a ridiculously handsome and charming man. Like, oh
2: my god, the way he moved his leg. Okay, that's it. Now I No, done. Jordana, oh, elaborate.
1: Oh God. No, God. Please don't elaborate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but it was like I it was it was it's like a just an amazing dancer and like I mean, you know, sometimes like I mean, that's it. Like sexy dancing is like like it makes you think of sex. Like obviously. Like I didn't invent that. Um mm-hmm. so I was thinking about mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. Sammy D. I mean, Jr. All, right, yeah, all right. right. All
0: right? Literal zero judgment here. <laughs>
1: Marty, were you not? <laughs> I
0: I wasn't thinking about fucking Sammy Davis Jr cuz like I I would just disappoint him. Like so if I you act, if I you know ch- I know the limits of my sexual prowess and they are not enough for Sammy Davis Jr. So
1: if you actually check the show I notes see. for this episode, you'll see one bullet Sammy Davis Jr could wreck me. Um that's like right under the the thing that his manager says.
0: So this episode airs
1: February twentieth,
0: nineteen sixty seven. So November of nineteen sixty seven would have had another massive baby boom. Nine months
1: later. Also, Sammy Davis Jr. Fucking great actor, incredible actor. He's so funny in this. Mm. Yeah, he crushes. It's It's incredible. Like I know, like he's a lounge singer. They have to do a shitload of banner. They're very well-rounded entertainers. He's like at one point he like thinks of something while talking to his manager, and he like leaps over a couch and like does not like skip uh, it. You okay, you okay, Jordana?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you, you know what it is like this this episode like makes me believe like okay yeah I can understand why everyone was so hyped to see Sammy Davis Jr. because sometimes you ever know that notice that like whenever they have a guest a special guest star in a television series. It's always someone who's a little bit past their prime or someone that, like, no one was... Like, they're always just like, Woohoo, hoo Donnie Osmond! I can't believe you showed up here right before <laughs> The Prom is tonight and Train's bus broke
1: down.
2: They like so was we don't founded
1: find. past their prime. <laughs> but the example I'm thinking
0: of here, it's a batshit insane thing, is the episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the Melissa yeah. Joan Hart version, There's an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch Mm -hmm. that features the Violent (laughs) (laughs) Femmes. And everyone on the show who is supposed to be teenagers in the late 90s are super hyped to see the Violent (laughs) Femmes. And there's no reason why any teenager in 1999 would be super hyped
1: for the fucking Violent Femmes? But also, okay... But also, whenever there's a guest star on a TV show, they're like extremely wooden. Like, like regardless of like how good of an actor or performer they are, they just come on and be like, "Hi, yes, I'm Donnie Osmond. I'm here to take you to the prom." I love
2: that Donnie Osmond is very because
1: <laughs> Donny. Mostly because Donny Osmond was, like, guest-starred on a bunch of things I watched as a kid, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's helping Scooby-Doo solve That's mysteries good. right now.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, especially when they are musicians, right? Yeah. Like, and they're not actors. This is like, I watch this and I'm like, yeah, I get it. This makes sense. I see why everyone's so... Like, yeah. in-universe horny for this.
1: Sammy Davis Jr. grabs the camera of the show and is like, this is my show now. This is, you're all players on on, on the Sammy Davis Jr. show.
2: The greatest yeah. entertainer in yeah. the oh, world. Oh, that's
1: where that
0: came Meanwhile, Tony's having a little discussion with the manager in the background. The manager's like, oh, I'm sorry, Sammy can't make it on Friday. He's booked solid. He does two shows a night until next May. He's not a dick about it. He's just like, yeah, man. Um, Tony, Sammy would love to be there, but we can't. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and the whole time that's happening, Sammy's dancing and singing, and he comes in and out of the frame multiple times. And Tony like reaches out to like tap him or like say something to him, and then and then uh, Sammy like dances away. And I'm like, yeah, Tony, we'd also rather be looking at Sammy Davis Jr. than what's happening here. <laughs> like you yeah. are you are also showing like my feelings. So, anyway, Preach. Tony says, like, well, sorry, looks like I'm fucked. Bye. Uh, and the manager says, who should I tell Sammy came by? Like, he's literally taking a message. He's not blowing him off. And Nelson. Oh, no, he's being super chill about this. And Tony Tony says, oh, you can tell him the late major Tony Nelson came by.
2: Hardy, har, har, laugh. And
0: then, uh, laugh. then Sammy does the rest of the song. And he has this weird little dig at the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He ends and he's like, oh, "Well, yeah. not the monkeys, but it'll have to do." Hey, like, fuck you, the monkeys, who I think probably had a TV show on the opposite network around this time. Probably.
1: I mean, I will, I will say, that who the fuck are the monkeys? Like, I've heard about them ten thousand um, times, and I could not tell you one of their songs if you put a gun. Oh, in it. stepping sure stone, I'm, last I, change, I, I last stepping the stone, last turn to Clarksville. Hey, hey, where the monkeys? Like, nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah,
2: we are the monkeys. People say we're monkeys because uh, okay. we monkeys. Is that yeah. the uh, uh, words
1: uh, of a song and uh, not like uh, a serial commercial? Let me let me explain to you who the monkeys are, Dan, because
0: I've gotten yelled at about this before. Okay, um, the monkeys were a pop group around the same time as the rise of the Beatles uh, in the early to mid '60s, and they were they were a boy band. They were kind of put together to be like a Beatles competitor. They also had like a variety show. Uh they had a, they had their own version of a Hard Day's Night called Head, which is a surrealist masterpiece. It's a very weird movie, uh, and I absolutely love it. It's genuinely funny. So they were a bunch of like kind of comedian uh bands who also sometimes just had this like new garage sound that fucking rules. Stepping Stone, like, has some very early, like garage punk fuzz to it. I am going to go on record as saying that the first, the first couple of Beatles albums and the first couple of Monkees albums are oh, just yeah. as good. They are on par with each other. Obviously, the Beatles go on to do other great things and do be, you know, very interesting. But for that beginning bit, they are neck and neck. All right, and I have been screamed at screamed at by drunk old men in bars for this opinion for <laughs> hours <laughs> just drunk berated for this fucking
1: hate the monkeys <laughs> i retract my earlier disrespect of the monkeys yeah
0: fucking show some respect for the monkeys anyway so after the recording uh everyone's like okay man we're done it's time for you to take a nap and sammy's like all right you're right i'll get some sleep uh and then he asks his manager hey who was that that just came by Uh, The manager goes, oh, it was Tony Nelson. And Sammy Davis Jr. is the first person on this show to have the appropriate response to this, which is, a fucking astronaut? An astronaut? Holy shit! What? An astronaut came to see me? That guy's been in space! Right, because remember, it's 1967. This guy is Neil Armstrong. That's how excited they are. Sammy Davis Jr. is like, no, man, I will make time to hang out with an actual real life astronaut. He's been to space. He's going to the moon. I can make time for this. And
2: maybe.
0: Supposedly going Allegedly. to the moon. He will he 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 will <laughs> be on set with Stanley Kubrick very soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do yeah, believe I'll be the clear. Landing, Everyone here thinks that, that the moon landing was real and also vaccines are good you should you should have your kids vaccinated
1: uh, you know i'm an actor and i think i'm pretty good at it but astronauts are the greatest actors of all
0: <laughs> uh I, it's really funny that we uh we're doing this bit now because we just released an episode today called astronauts Ain't shit <laughs> that was the last episode of,
1: of bottle episodes that we did <laughs> oh yeah no i'm just gonna continue this i don't think the moon landing really happened i, th- I think we still haven't gotten up there wait well, Dan, Dan,
0: it please don't. Us. Wait,
1: Dan, it please don't.
0: <laughs> Dan, Dan is Dan is kidding. Dan is gaslighting you all. God, Dan, don't do this.
1: Just continue my thing of like fuck astronauts. You guys haven't really accomplished shit. Come at me, Buzz Aldrin. He Punch will. Me. He'll beat the shit <laughs> out of you. Punch that guy in the face.
0: You remember that when Buzz alive. Aldrin punched that dude in the face? Some guy came up to him and was like, hey, you faked the moon landing, and Buzz Aldrin's just like, I'm 86 years old, fuck you, I punch, and he punched that guy in the face. That
1: was so cool. I'm ready for it. I took karate as a kid. I'll fucking fight Buzz Aldrin.
2: I wonder if Tony Nelson would punch no. someone in no.
1: the face. Absolutely not. He would, no. like, he would like Good punch. Good question, no. He would definitely, if he
0: did, he would definitely hurt his hand. He would absolutely keep his thumb in. Mm. Like, he yeah. does not know how mm-hmm. to make it fit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Sammy's, like, super pumped. and He's like, go get him. Go find him. Because I want to hang out with an astronaut. Back at the house. Genie is yelling at herself in the mirror. And by that I mean a second genie appears in the mirror and is like, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. This goes back to the,
1: the previous,
2: like, is there a bad genie? Is she good? Is she bad? The bad genie is fucking
1: shit, winner, bro. Yeah, no, she has like, what, do, but has this evil genie, evil mirror genie, just been like happening in the background the entire time? Ugh. Like, is are there internal genies battling within her? Do we ever see this second genie ever again? I have no idea. No, I, I mean, we've watched eight episodes and she hasn't shown up in any of those eight episodes.
2: I don't know. She goes to be in Mary
1: Poppins after yeah. a while no, yeah Mira Mirror Genie just starts showing up in other shows. Like, she starts showing up on Three's Company and telling them about their pieces of shit. <laughs>
0: Mer- Mirror Genie just pops up in the Brady Bunch.
1: Your wife is alive! <laughs> she faked her death, you piece of shit! Like, Mirror Genie pops up in Charlie's Angels like, are you spies or detectives? Fucking pick one! <laughs> All right, so Sammy Davis Jr. is excited to meet an astronaut. He's the got, only got, I got one
0: more. I got one more. <laughs> <laughs> Mir- Mirror Genie pops up with the A-Team. Learn to shoot, you fucks! <laughs> you are in Vietnam! How come you can't hit the broadside of a barn? We've just turned Mirror Genie into Shorzy. <laughs> <laughs> Mirror Genie's a Shorzy with Letterkenny now. Do you think
1: bullets are free? <laughs>
0: So okay, so Sammy is like super hype. He's like, I can't believe I'm gonna meet uh, an actual. And then uh, Genie teleports him back to the house uh, because Mirror Genie berated her until she until she could. Uh, she's like, "You gotta do this. You better fix this." So she bings Sammy Davis Jr. to the house, in like in the middle of the sentence, I can't believe I'm about to meet a real live bing astronaut. And now he's in the house, and he sees this woman in a harem costume. And he's like, okay, what the fuck? What is happening right now?
1: Okay, he immediately reacts realistically. Which, every time someone's been, like, teleported by Genie, their reaction has been like, oh, no, I don't like this. And he's like, oh, god! No! Oh, I'm losing my mind! I've immediately given up on my sanity! Like, they- break sammy davis jr in the fiction of this world sammy davis jr had to stop being sammy davis jr because his brain broke remember they they told sammy
0: that if he keeps working this hard he's gonna have a a nervous breakdown so sammy's like cool i'm clearly having a nervous breakdown and Jeannie's like it's okay just chill here i'm gonna go get my master he's gonna be really excited she opens the door tony's not there
1: She's upset that he's not there, and she just like sends a Sammy Davis Jr. who is babbling and almost weeping. Uh, she's just like, "All right, go back to where you came from. I'm done with you. I don't really see the point in you anymore." And then she just, you know, like gets rid of this broken shell of a man.
0: Yeah, it just brings him back to the studio or the apartment or wherever he was. Uh, and Sammy goes to his manager and his band is like, "You guys were right." I need to chill out. They do this, they do this funny bit. It goes on a little too long uh, where he's like, I want to go to a sanitarium. I want to relax for like three months. Uh, and then it's like, I want there to be trees and it'd be quiet. But also I think there should be go-go dancing and there should be cute girls and there should be drinks. And you know what? That sounds just like the Copacabana. Let's just keep doing that. Let's do that anyway. Fine. Fuck it. Forget the whole thing. He talks himself out of going to it. He still thinks he's having a nervous breakdown. We should point out, though,
1: he just thinks a sanatorium would be f- would, would be kind of boring. Yeah. So that's the reason he doesn't do. It. He's like, oh no, I'm definitely losing my mind. But yeah, you know, sanatorium well, doesn't sound that much fun. Yeah, he's like, whatever.
0: that's it's 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 fine. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Back to the house.
0: Tony and Jeannie meet. Jeannie's mad that he stuck out and didn't tell her. They talk to each other. They recap the plot of the episode, basically. The next, kind of, next couple of scenes are kind of bullshit. It's just kind of recap, uh, and the general uh, comes into their office and says how important Sammy Davis Jr. is to him, that like he saw Sammy Davis Jr. the night that he was promoted, and it was so important, so he feels so excited to see him and so happy that Tony was doing this for him. Back to the house. Jeannie and Tony are now talking about it, uh genie's like well you know what screw it let's try again blinks sammy back uh sammy goes oh great i'm here again What the <laughs> yeah. hell and he says hey you're tony nelson you're the astronaut guess what bud we're both going nuts we're yeah. sharing the
1: same delusion he's very upbeat about his nervous breakdown at this point
0: yeah he's like i'm riding with it that's cool whatever
1: yeah so tony's way around this is to say like hey You have been kidnapped by a top-secret government program. We at the military have invented teleportation, and this is my sexy personal assistant. And Sammy Davis Jr. is like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, Yeah, I'm on
0: board. I'm I'm, I'm on board with all of this, sure. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. It's weird that you invented teleportation and used it to bring me to your personal house, but whatever. Okay, Sammy's just rolling with it at this point. Uh, it's it's,
1: it's weird that you use teleportation to bring me within the same state
0: yeah uh and tony says cool so listen about that banquet and sammy's like listen man i told you i i'd love to be there but i can't which by the way like sammy davis jr just learned that the government in like kidnapped him with teleportation technology but he can't move a few dates around (laughs) doing shows at a hotel he still, he still cannot like break those. Those contracts are really clad. Like he's gonna because get the fine. stones
1: on this man.
2: He was in a <laughs> honestly. Truly, like that's another thing I learned about him. He, the IRS was after him after the day he died. Uh-huh. Like, mm. so, so my my okay. thing was just going to be okay. that
1: Sammy Davis Jr. has a lot of balls, and he doesn't care what technology the military has. He keeps his fucking appointments.
0: So, Sammy says, I'd do it if I could. I really would. And Jeannie says, do you promise? And, and Sammy's like, I promise. So, she's like, cool. And she blinks and clones Sammy Davis Jr. There are now two Sammy Davis Juniors. And also, imagine, was, was the parent trap out yet? Imagine watching this on TV. Because on TV in 1967, you'd be like, first you'd be like, holy shit, that rug is floating. But also, holy shit, there's two Sammy Davis Juniors on screen at the
1: same time. What? <laughs> Just dad puts his foot clear through your box TV. He's just just like, no! And just like stomps through it. Devil box! <laughs> Stop showing these demon images! Children, I need you to forget you ever saw that. Right. Man was not meant to exist as two. <laughs> I, wa- I want to say something about this stuff. I want to say something about this. One of the, like... You sound like you're breaking down for a very real conversation. One of the like recurring, you're about to bits, tell us not to do drugs.
0: One of the uh, recurring bits on Breaking Mayberry is that just the way stories are told on these shows is so foreign to me. All right, and in any other show in any other decade, genie clone Sammy Davis Jr. would be the problem, not the resolution. That would be the episode. The, it would be like a Stefan or Kel on Family Matters kind of thing. Like the episode would start, she would have cloned him within the first 10 minutes and the rest of the episode would be like, there's two Sammy Davis Juniors. How do we keep people from finding out? <laughs> Sammy
1: that- Davis Jr. 2 is going on a rampage. He's gone mad with power. How can we stop Sammy Davis Double Jr.? In fact, that, that is literally
0: a Gravity Falls episode from yeah. like just a couple of years ago. And and here it's just like, I'm going to clone Sammy Davis Jr. And everything's going to work out exactly as we wanted it to. This show, the Andy Griffith Show does it too. They go,
1: they put so much effort into doing so little. <laughs> Jordana, what are your thoughts on there being two Sammy Davis Jr.'s? Uh,
2: it's evil. <laughs> you can't just create, like, how does Sammy Davis Jr. feel that he has a clone really? in himself? Yeah. He they damaged him for life.
1: Accepted that he's insane now. Like he's not fighting it anymore.
0: I I have a very important question, and I want Jordana's opinion specifically. Yeah. Does oh. Sammy Davis Jr. make out with himself?
1: It's so hard what? to keep my opinion of myself right now. Okay,
2: so I feel. This is difficult, so I have, like, the pros for why I think he did, and the cons for why I think he did. Jordana,
1: Jordana, take all the time you need on this decision.
2: (laughs) Okay, pros. He, I don't, I, you know, it seems like he would just, like, try it, you know? Why not? Also, he Mm -hmm. drank a lot, Mm -hmm. so chances are he and himself would get really drunk. On the other hand... The con list. I feel like there must have been quite a bit of self-loathing going on, right? So maybe he wouldn't want to fuck himself, which is so sad because you should want to fuck yourself. I think
1: think ideally we should all want to have sex with our clones. Also, I mean that—that's just
0: that's just baseline. Let's just all—all—all just here. If we have clones, we're going to try to hook up with our clones. Like that's that's just a given.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Well, so that's, that's, this is the reason I feel so strongly about this. Like, for a while, I wouldn't, whenever someone asked me that question, I'd be like, ew, gross. No. And now, as I have grown to love myself through the art of Los Angeles clean living. <laughs> just kidding. But, like, truly, like, you know, I've grown up more. And I would fuck myself. So it's like, you know, you, it's, the big part of it yeah. is self-love.
1: So, so the question of, does Sammy Davis Jr. love himself enough to have sex with his clone? I like that we yeah. this question started as, does. make out with his clone, and we've just been like, well, Marty meant have sex with.
2: Um, <laughs> I mean, what, you're just going to stop at no. making out? Like, are you going to get to first, like, it's, like it's, what's their base? Just, like, hands it's just under
0: the first pan? date. It's Sammy's first
1: date with himself. And oh, Sammy, Sammy Davis does not put Jr. out not on the gonna first date. not going to cock-tease himself, Marty.
2: <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. has known himself yeah, his whole life. No, so, true. Does his clone that's know everything he knows? The benefit
1: of hooking up with your own clone is you can go all the way on the first date. No, they 100% did hand jobs on the cab ride home.
2: <laughs> no but really does he does the clone like do clones have your memories and stuff or is it just like a blank so it shell seems,
1: so the clone great question the clone knew all of his music and all of his performing routines indicating the clone had all of sammy davis jr's memories up until that moment now the clone also seemed Ugh. a little bit cognitively impaired so it seems like genie Je- hadn't done a good job of like making his brain but he knew everything Sammy Davis Jr. knew, it, so it, it, it was it was like she put a muffler on his brain. Yeah, it, it was just like like huh. yeah, he's sentient
0: and cognizant and can do this much, but I'm gonna put like a blocker on the part that would make the clone go what the fuck. <laughs> uh, the part of the where the clone goes,
1: I am, mm-hmm. I exist.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop you
1: just before self realization because then that shit gets dangerous. Nice. But but the clone does know how Sammy Davis Jr. likes to jerk off. Yeah, sure, sure. That's, <laughs> that's, that, that, I mean that's that's base instinct, that's lizard brain right there. That's like step one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Lizard brain's a really interesting thing. Thank you for thank you for expressing it in this conversation.
1: Uh, okay, so <laughs> the conversation so, of podcasts So so
2: genie Je- so genie clones
1: Sammy Davis
0: Jr. and then everything works. There's no problem. The next thing we're done we- that happens, we're treated to two Sammy Davis Jr. performances, which is actually just one that they switch back and forth uh, between the Cape the Cape Canaveral one, which looks like shit because it's held in like a banquet hall at NASA, and then the one at the Copa. And the the,
1: the Cape Canaveral one is just like. Eight dudes sitting in folding metal chairs just around Sammy Davis Jr. Like, it is insulting <laughs> that Sammy Davis Jr. played this. Here's a
0: real question. Which one do you think did which? I think the clone went to Cape Canaveral, and I think Sammy Prime did his job.
2: Interesting. So based on his love of being an entertainer, I think you are correct. But you Thanks to my knowledge, you do McAvito. have to
1: remember Sammy Davis Jr. is super horny for astronauts. He's all about that shit.
0: That's true. Mm, That's interesting. True. Sammy interesting. may not have, have uh, turned down the opportunity to hang out with a bunch of astronauts. Yeah. Uh, mm, so mm, maybe, yeah, I'm going to change my vote. I think I think Sammy. Crime did the Cape Canaveral one. Yeah, yeah. And was also probably like, what What the <laughs> hell is this? What, <laughs> yeah. You couldn't have put you... some streamers up or something? What the hell, guys? I I'm thought you guys Sammy had Davis a budget. Jr.
2: <laughs> What's Sammy Jr. Ju- Ju- is the clone called Sammy Davis Jr. Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Sammy S- Jr. Davis Jr. <laughs> uh, okay, uh,
2: I got one. <laughs>
1: Semi Davis
2: okay. Jr. Oh, that's good. This, this makes good. it sound like he's a, a lot of good stuff wreck. happening here. <laughs> 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 I just love hearing Sammy Davis Jr. in different forms. I would love a Sammy Davis. Jr. Oh, oh, wait, wait, phone.
0: Sammy Do this Jr. Oh, like du- like French like,
2: like Sammy
0: Duo jr Jr. Well, okay, fine. Wasn't. that went on a little longer than it should have. Anyway, so that's <laughs> just a little bit uh, and then the general's like, thank you Sammy for coming to perform. This means so much to me. There's like a big shot of Jeannie being in Tony's pocket for some reason but... for
1: some re- no reason. It serves no purpose. It's not like a joke. It's just like a shot of her in his pocket. For no reason. Like, they
0: had to build that giant pocket set. It was just such a waste of time. And then have Genie pop out, just be like, Hi! Do you remember the
1: premise of the show? I'm in it. And then just... <laughs>
2: <laughs> How could we forget you, Barbara?
1: Barbara Eden hasn't met her screen time requirements. Here I am. And that's it! Everything's fine. They go back to
0: the house, everything's cool. Uh, The Stinger is a, like they, they recap everything, and then Sammy comes to the door and is just like, Hey guys, it's great to be here. That was a lot of fun. Kill my clone, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. Can, <he's laughs> murder him, says,
1: please. He specifically says, Can you get <laughs> rid do of it? this guy? And it's just uh, like clone Sammy Davis and you're just following him around, like snapping and singing. <laughs> <laughs> the craziest part of this episode, uh, hands down.
2: Does the genie kill the clone? Does Tony? You know, you know what it is. Clone? You know what it
0: is. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. clone, clone, clone <clears> Jr. Jr. is is a Modoc. He is a magical organism designed only for crooning. So, <laughs> so that's it. He's just like just like all he does is wander around and sing, and and is just always on. Like he's always in character as Sammy Davis Jr. And even Sammy's like, I'm sick of this shit.
1: Yeah, no. Sammy Davis Jr. is just comes to be like, "Hey, can you guys Blade Runner my clone <laughs> real fast?" <laughs>
2: like, Maybe instead they leave, like, keep him in a closet or something at their house, and he just like sings yeah. all oh, the time. Oh, Jordana,
1: no, no, Jordana. Tony kills him with a shovel in the backyard. Yeah, no. yeah. No,
2: they let him go live somewhere else. Oh, he plays. Uh, that <laughs> that's
1: good, that's no, that good be, honestly, that would be the best thing is if like like they're about to kill Sammy Davis Jr too, and he's like, I gotta get out of here' and just like hops a fence and is gone, and Tony hunts him for like four weeks, but cannot find him because he has the brain of Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, and then just, like, starts performing in, like, Boca Raton as the best Sammy Davis Jr. impersonator this country has ever seen. Alright,
0: I I got another theory. Genie is about to magically eliminate Sammy Davis' duo, but instead...
1: That was the worst one we've uh, done.
0: Instead, (laughs) Tony takes mercy on him and drives him out into the woods. And he's just like, go on! Go on! Get out of (laughs) here! And releases Sammy Davis Jr.'s clone into the wild. And if you go out into the woods out of, of Florida, you can still hear out in the cliffs, Who can take a
1: sunrise? <laughs>
0: Sprinkle it
2: with you.
0: So Sammy Davis Jr.'s clone just becomes like a cryptid out there. There's just there's just out in the woods a, a Sammy Davis Jr. clone to this day just living out there. <laughs>
2: Wow. What a beautiful tale. <laughs> oh god. And just, that's it. That's the episode,
0: ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> just the fugitive scene of clone Sammy Davis Jr. in that um in that like rain tunnel just going like I performed with Frank Sinatra. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um So Jordana, yeah.
0: did you like this episode? It sounds like you did.
2: Yeah, I liked it. I don't know. I didn't mean to, but I just like Sammy. Sammy Davis Jr. really did it for me. Mm. Do you I think <sighs> the rest? Yeah, I didn't do like. you
0: think you like I Dream of Genie?
2: No. Okay. no. I don't think I would honestly like. I I remember enjoying it as a child, but I do not think that I could do a rewatch of it. I couldn't even rewatch Mash, so I don't know how you guys. Whoa! You can't
1: it. rewatch Mash.
2: <laughs> I can't. I mean I tried to do it from the beginning and I was just like oh, so much toxic basketball.
1: Oh yeah, no, the early seasons are pretty rapey. The 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 movie's worse.
2: hmm Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A very rapey.
1: Trapper movie. is literally what? like his nickname comes from his habit of trapping women's women in bathrooms. Yeah. Ooh, <sighs> yeah. Um Yeah. It, it gets a lot better when B J shows up.
0: Because Oh, can't have B
2: J Um
1: Anyway, uh... Shout out to BJ BJ Honeycutt. Honeycutt. Everything good and pure in this world. Welcome to MASH Chat. (laughs) Oh my god. Do you want to do (laughs) MASH Chat? Because it is 11.39 right now and I'll talk until 2am. I got some thoughts about MASH.
0: So, so all in all, Jordana, you would say...
2: Let's do a MASH podcast! Jordana, do you want to do a (laughs) spin-off with me?
0: Alright, cool. So, all in all, you would say... You don't like I Dream of Jeannie.
2: <laughs> I'm not,
0: okay, a fan, no. not a fan. Okay, not a fan. I don't know. I, I feel like I liked this episode because I was treated to two Sammy Davis Jr. performances. Um, but otherwise, mm-hmm. this is dog shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it makes no goddamn sense. And again, the main character threatens to do a war crime.
0: In the first minute. Yeah, and, and and that's
1: just the beginning of shit. It's incredible. It's an incredibly batshit episode. We've been looking for a truly batshit episode of I Dream of Genie, and Jordana, you are the person that has struck gold. You found it, baby. Yeah, you
2: know, go where the go where the Jew gold is. Oh. That's what I like to say. That's what I mm. too much. Should we? <laughs> Marty's like, I'm gonna edit that I, mean- out. I don't know. I kept in the <laughs>
0: lynching jokes in the last episode, so.
2: <laughs> I mean, should we enforce
1: that Lush. as an official policy for the show? Because I feel like that'll get us in trouble, Jordana. Yeah.
2: What, going yeah. going for the Jew gold? I... Um, no, oh. you shouldn't. Okay. Marty, can yeah. you Marty, cannot
1: I'm defer to you on whether or not we should do that thing that Jordana said? I'm gonna sleep on it. I'm gonna sleep on it. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: motherfucker. Okay. Uh, so that that's that's about it, Jordana. Thank you for finding this amazing piece of, of something. Uh what do you got?
2: You know uh what do you want to plug? For me. You
0: got something to Ooh. plug.
2: <clears throat> the web series that was mentioned in the uh mm-hmm. the introduction, uh he's not yet live, but let me tell you what it is. It's going to be a real hoot and a half. So right now, all I really have to plug is my Instagram and Twitter handle which is lipsitz. That's L I P S I T Z uh then the letter in and then n uh, and then uh, the word mm-hmm. giggles. So that's sits and giggles. Because I'm funny.
1: It's a very clever pun. Yeah. Can you. So I have you. seen your upcoming YouTube uh, show. I've seen, like, the pilot of it. Can you describe yes. it at all, or is that still under wraps?
2: Oh, no. That's so nice. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, okay. So, great. um. Um, So, the web series is about a girl named Lisa, and she does not have her shit together. In fact, it is called Lisa Needs a Therapist, and a lot of her neuroses is expressed via two puppets that are her logic puppet and her emotion puppet, and nobody else can see them, but she can, and they talk to her and give her advice. We... They're not launching the official web series for quite some time, but we will be launching some teasers <laughs> shortly. Uh, and they are... Where can people said. go
0: to, like, follow and be updated and know when that, uh, those things and get those teasers?
2: come on. on There's so many Instagrams so far. Instead of the social media. Okay. Yet. Then I'm right. w- I'm pretty I... i can't attest, can I can attest. I was,
1: uh... I was their roommate when they were filming this pilot, and also when they were sewing together the puppet heads. Uh, I've seen the pilot. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, I mean, there's
2: going to be stuff soon. Just, just, just wait. And
1: Jordana makes an incredible puppet Freud.
0: Okay. Cool. Thank you. So that's Jordana's whole jam. Uh, If you want, always remember, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Break Mayberry. I am. I am at Schneid Remarks. That's S C H N E I D Remarks. Yeah, Jordana, you're not the only one who can make a pun with their name.
2: I <laughs> didn't know our footer handles yeah. were in competition.
1: <laughs> and Dan, you are. I'm. I'm just at the luds. Mine's not a pun on anything. I.
2: Oh, yours is so nice, I, um, Dan. It's really I didn't, nice. I didn't really
1: realize. There, Ludwig's a really common name, so there's not a lot of variations on it available. Dan's the.
2: You know what else is a common name? What? Schneider. Sure. Okay. Lipsticks, all right. Okay. Pretty common all right. names.
0: I'm Bro. I'm still amazed that I was able to get Schneider remarks. Like I'm never letting that go. Uh, we also are at Facebook.com/slash Breaking Mayberry, Twitter.com/slash Break Um uh instagram we have it's breaking mayberry it gets used very rarely patreon.com slash breaking mayberry if you want to help support us with your dollars for some reason special thanks to Georgiana for coming on the show and special thanks to y'all for listening as always please remember you cannot put that genie back in the bottle
2: Just come and set me free, baby, i I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. Come, come, come on and let me out.